Cash Call, everybody. Brian Curtis, Dale Archdeacon, back for another week. Um, I've got some good calls to listen to today, Brian. Um, you know, one uh, is pretty funny, and another one is is a win, you know. So I'd like to share those because a lot of times, you know, I, I especially will bring in, you know, uh, calls where it's kind of like a fart in an elevator. You know, you're like, what just happened? And, and nobody enjoyed it. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I do. <laughs> we talk about those, and it's funny, but... Uh, you know, so I want to I want to do some a little more positive stuff here. And uh, what do you got for us today, Brian? I've got a couple of calls. I think, you know, the one's really good. I wanted to bring a second one. It's a little more choppy to get through. But the, the first call I've got um, some opportunity and some good stuff. So, you know, maybe not not a fart in an elevator, but also maybe not a 10 out of 10. How about that? <laughs> OK, <good. laughs> uh, all right. Let me play this first one. So I want to want to play this funny one. Listen to check this out. I'm going to share my screen over here. Let me know if you hear it. Typically what happens, a lot of people talk themselves out of what they can get into. I can give you uh, information or give you uh, a lender of mine uh, that we use, one of our preferred lenders. I can give you uh, her information or give her you – well, anyhow. I can give her information and um, see what you even qualify for, if that would work, and then we could possibly like do some couch surfing and then uh, – try to find something or maybe a rental would be better for a little bit and then try to figure out down the road or she can even give you advice on how to make it better that that would be fantastic actually so we're doing good so far right we're setting the person up with a lender um i didn't like the whole couch surfing comment i don't know about you i don't want to encourage <laughs> the guy to not go out and actively look at property yeah, sleep on your brother's couch. Awesome. So right. Yeah, so hey, note I, that. Note note that. Uh, note that sort of off-color comment. Now keep listening. Okay. okay. What were you gonna say? Well, I just and maybe maybe this isn't the place, but I don't like this guy's lender hand off at all. Yeah. I'm gonna say that there is about a 10% chance this guy's gonna talk to the lender. Even though the guy's excited about it, you know, one of the things I want to say to everybody is, and it's funny because we've covering this on our role play this morning. The lender, getting your client with a good lender is unbelievably important. And here's the thing, and Dale, you can speak to this. You, you've sold property. If something goes wrong in the real estate transaction, there's one person that gets blamed and one person only. The lender doesn't get blamed. The title company doesn't get blamed. The insurance agent doesn't get blamed. The termite company, who gets blamed? We do. The agent. So if you're not pushing a lender that you know is good and then coming up with some scripting around how to do that, you are setting yourself up for this, and this literally happened to us. We had a crappy title company experience. They gave us a three-star review, and they said, "And here's the best part: the agent and the client were friends." And she said, "Well, I'm not reviewing you. I'm reviewing the title company. They reviewed it on our page. <laughs> so whether we like this or not, and, and it's good. There's good things that come with it too, because if everybody's great in the transaction, we get most of the credit. But make sure that you're spending the time." to pitch that person to get to a lender that you trust. If they don't, then there's nothing we can do about that, but it's a worthwhile thing, so. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you never wanna like, well, let's listen to what he does. Okay, we'll listen to how he does it. We can also critique that, but do notice the weird couch surfing comment. Like what? <laughs> okay, then I will get you set up with her. Do you have an area in particular that you're looking in or right now it just doesn't matter because we just gotta get to see what you're even, your numbers are even in. Um. I would say it doesn't matter a whole lot. Just the Nampa Meridian Boise area, anywhere, anywhere in that. Okay. Yeah. So that, that's pr yeah, pretty broad area. So that's perfect. Yeah. So what I will do, 
I will give you um, here. Let me actually. I'll give you her number, and then what I can also do is uh, give her your information too, just in case she doesn't hear from you. So that's a terrible way to do it, right? Uh, instead, what you want to do is I would text. If you can't do a live transfer right now, while you're on the call with this person, say, hey, I'm going to text you and the lender right now. Do me a favor. When you get it, reply, okay? And I want to have a standing order with my lender, whoever it is. When that text comes through, I don't care what you're doing, reply to it so that we can make that connection like that, right? Um. Okay. And, and that's a great thing too. I will say this, I would tell you to pound sand on that. And I'll tell you why, because uh, I tell you know what, dude, I'm going to stop you right there. Listen, I know you're a lender. Guess what, man? Lenders are a dime a dozen and I need them to respond. Right. And I'm just speaking. I'm just telling you what agents are thinking. Now, Brian's going to be pissed everybody. Look, he just turned red. Look at him. He's going to go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> so here's what I'm going to say. It, I do this as a real estate agent. I do this as a lender. I literally take my phone. If I'm on a listing appointment or in when I was a lender, I did this. I would sit my phone face down on the table, turn it on silent and watch my phone blow up because it does. There's no, it's going to happen. And I would tell the people, by the way, did you notice how my phone rang and I got a million text messages during our conversation? They would say, yeah, notice that I didn't stop to take those because I'm with you and I'm only with you. So. That being said, I'll, I'll tell you how we solve that problem. We've got a, a setup where it auto responds from the lender that says, hey, I'm not available right now. Here's a link to my um, my Calendly. They don't use that verbiage, but here's a link to my calendar if you want to get on it, or here's a link to the application if you want to go sign it. So that is, to me, a better solution because, again, I don't want my, one of my other clients getting blown off from a new lead. That's just, yeah. that's just where Here, I come. Here's what I would do. Do the autoresponder, right? So I want a lender that can either run an autoresponder like that just to look like they're engaged or that they have like a processor who can answer or it goes into a CRM or something so yeah. that, so that that connection can be made right away. I agree as a salesperson, as a lender, you individually, like trying to get Brian as the LO to answer right away is impossible, right? But if you're using a lender, they need to have some kind of support system that can do that stuff. And with your autoresponder, the only thing I would do is I would get rid of, I can't talk right now. They should just say, hey, uh, thanks for the message, uh, you know, or hey, thanks for texting me. Go to this link and start the app process um, and I'll follow up with you or something like that, right? It doesn't even have to say that you're not available. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So getting, yeah, definitely getting an immediate response is good. Hold on one second. Let me mute myself. Okay, there we go. I had to yell at my kids to get the dog away from the front door. Let's continue listening. I want you to listen to this, Brian. Tell me what you think of this. And this will be the this is the first official time that Dale and Brian have argued on cash call. We should commemorate that. Megan, when you put a little like gold star around that. Okay. That yeah, that'd be awesome. She, she's absolutely amazing. Let's see. Uh, um, should have a memory right now. So her cell phone number, this is for Lisa Garrison. She's with Mountain. We're just going to mute that. Her anytime you want. Uh, she she bends Wait, over and works really hard. She, she, you can pretty much get a hold of her anytime you want. Uh, she, she bends over and works really hard for all her clients. Which is amazing. Did you just hear the lead laugh at that? 
He bends <laughs> over. Holy smokes. Maybe we should yeah. work on a little more professional language than she bends over. He yeah. just didn't say, and she, and I'm not going to finish that. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, that's the reason I pointed out the couch surfing thing is because this was just not this agent's day. You know what I mean? Where... <laughs> It started with couch surfing and ended with she she bends over for clients and you can get her anytime you want her. So, um, what do you do, man? Like, and you heard the you heard the lead laugh at this. Um, Brian, what do you do? What do you do when you get when you get dog crap on your shoe like that? I'm gonna probably just move past it and ho- well, first of all, I'm not gonna send if she bends over and does whatever the hell you want. First of all, I'm not gonna say that. But you right. know, when you make here's it- what I'm saying though, if you screw up, what would uh-huh. you do? Just keep on, just play it off. Play it off. I mean, the guy laughed. Like if the guy was like, <gasps> and then I might cover it. You know, if you, you could hear the the audible gas, like I'm dealing with a crazy person right now, I right. would have probably. But it, you know, it, and. <laughs> But for the love of God, be a little bit more professional. And because here's the thing, we're going to say dumb things. Like we're, we all say dumb things. We all trip over our words and say something that we didn't mean. Um, but yeah, you've got to just kind of move forward. You got to say, look, this is the, the best way, you know, I, I don't even, sorry, I'm a little, I'm <laughs> a little miffed by the conversation. But I generally just move forward if I say something dumb. If I need to address it, I'm going to address it. Hey, man, sorry, I'm just having one of those days, and I apologize. You know, moving forward, da 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 da. da. Um, that's that's what I do. Um, maybe maybe there's something else. I don't know. You give me some insight, Dale. I'm, I'm a little I'm a little flustered and, and laughing. So I think it's like when you when you trip on a sidewalk, man. You just keep going. Just keep on going. Just let it go. Agreed with you. Perfect. You know, if somebody, if, if the conversation changes and the person starts reacting to you differently, maybe you just rewind, right? And you said, you know, you could be like, oh, hey, I, 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 my, my brain was going too fast for my mouth and I said some weird things. What I meant to say was, right, she goes the extra mile for the clients, really works hard for them, right? And, and she's uh, generally available, um, that kind of stuff. If that's if you hear somebody, you know, things shift for you. By the way, everybody watching, I just fixed the chat. We have this issue, Brian, where Zoom has been preventing the chat. Um, like people can't chat. Um, and um, I'm going to blast Megan here, my marketing person. She said she was going to help me fix that. And neither of us have done that. So we'll just blame it on Megan. Um, but I just, she's not here. We'll blame her. Great. Oh, she is listening, actually. She does. She listens to these because she thinks it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. She just wrote, I fall on. It's I fall on the sword, Megan. Not that you bend over for clients, you you bend over backwards for clients. That's <laughs> it's just one of those days, man. Uh, <laughs> let's listen to the next call. Check this one out. Perfect. Here's a win. This is a good one, you know. And and the reason I want to play, I'll tell you guys the reason I want to play this once you hear it. Okay. All right. And let me see what else. Um, do you remember the price range? What it was in? I was just trying to remember too. Uh, probably. I have no idea. I don't know. Probably eighteen hundred around there. Um, oh, was this a rental? This was a rental per month. Yes, ma'am. Oh, okay. Um, well, I don't work with rentals, Cristiano. Unfortunately, is that what you were looking for? Just a rental, not to purchase? Um, I don't even know if I can purchase. To be honest, I never thought about that. All right, now listen. 
this agent is gonna now, uh, we're gonna hear her go after this rental thing and do it in a positive way and do it in a really good way, right? Here's what my critique is, and you'll probably agree, Brian, is that uh, she got caught off guard and her initial response was, I don't work with rentals, is that what you were looking for, right? But, you know, I think that if you if you rehearse that kind of stuff a little bit more or you have these conversations more, like, for instance, if you have an ISA that has a lot of uh, conversations with people and they when they they've they have enough practice of running across rental people rather than giving the negative. We don't do that. I don't work with that. Right. You're in the wrong place. You just roll right into how you're going to try to see if you can convert this renter, which is what she's going to do. Would you agree with that, Brian? Yeah, and I would just work on one thing here. So <laughs> before you tell somebody that you don't work with them, because I can tell you, I don't work with renters. Great, thank you. appreciate your time. I'm going to hang up. I'm not even being rude. I just want to right. work with somebody who's going to help me. Right. Before I say that, I'm going to do a little discovery. Oh, is there a particular reason that you want to rent? Um, you know, is there a reason you want to rent versus buy some kind of thing, do discovery. And they're like, no, I, my credit's 400. I, I got a rent. I just moved here. I don't have a job, blah, blah, blah. Oh, okay. Well then I, Hey, listen, unfortunately I don't work with renters, but don't say no until you've done enough discovery to know that you don't want to work with this person. Right. And I want to add to that. The reason why, you know, I say, don't say no is uh, because once I say no to you and I say I can't give you what you want, then I have to overcome that no that I've given you, right? Because you as the lead now get it in your mind that I'm not the right person or I'm not going to work for you or your mind automatically starts working trying to look for alternatives and then I'm going to have to fight against it. So what I'm saying and what Brian is saying is stay with yes, right? Hey, I want to rent a house for $25 a year. Just stay with yes for the moment, okay? All right, let's. right, we're going to... We're going to see how we can work on the $25 a year rental and maybe we could talk about purchasing. Uh, have you thought about that, right? Instead of no, that's stupid. I don't do that. Now let's try to talk about yes again. Just get rid of the no. Yeah. Doesn't hurt. I mean, it's going to take you an extra minute of your life, right? Right. So let's listen to this, though. This is a win and this is why I wanted to play this. Oh, really? Um, do you have a full-time position? Oh, yeah, employment? Yes, I am. Yeah. So would you like me to um, get you at least in front of a lender? I work with rock star lenders that really um, do some amazing work with folks that are just... Before she does this, first she asked, do you have full-time employment? Eh, I don't know. It wasn't a great question. I see where she There's was worse. going. <laughs> What's that? There's worse, but yeah. There are worse. I don't think it was terribly great. But, um, you know, what I'd probably do even before, I mean, you can ask if they're if they're working full time if you want, which just because that doesn't necessarily mean one way or the other. But, you know, what I would say is before you do that, I might ask, hey, if well, if you haven't thought about purchasing, if you were able to be qualified in order to purchase um, and you could own your own property and not be paying rent to somebody else, is that something you'd want to look into? Right. So it's just kind of a soft close to then get you engaged with the next set of questions that I'm going to do with you or talk about getting you connected to a lender. What do you think, Brian? You're the lender. Any advice there? Yeah. I mean, again, um, so I'll say this, it varies. As someone who was a lender, 
I did a lot more discovery with things like that. And this is what I would do. If you don't mind, you know, you, you have no idea if you qualify for buy the house. If you don't mind, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions. And then I would ask them, you know, what do you do for a living? And then, and by the way, this is fine discovery anyway. It doesn't hurt you. What, what do you do for a living? By the way, do you have any idea what your credit score is? Um, you know, just, I would probably prep that. You know, the guy says, hey, look, I moved here last week. I'm still looking for a job. I'm not going to send him a remote just yet but so but yeah what she's what she's doing is fine either way and again only go through lender discovery if you feel comfortable with it you've got the expertise you don't want to go and and start doing things like you know talking about you know credit scores if you have no idea what that means so right uh, for anybody listening who doesn't know brian also owns a mortgage company so that's why i'm uh saying that about brian so he has a mortgage. once company. upon a time i was actually in lo it's been many many moons ago so i did loan i did loans too um yeah, so you, you, I mean, I, I'm, you know, my uh, knowledge of uh, qualifying somebody is way outdated uh, compared to yours. But, you know, we, you typically don't try to teach an agent how to attempt to qualify, right? You maybe, maybe ask a couple of pre preliminary questions like, do you have a job, <laughs> right? Do you, you know, is your credit score, you know, something reasonable? Or how, do you well, know how, when's the last time you yeah, credit? One thing I will say, though, and, and I'll just tell a very quick story around this. So I was talking to a lead one time. It was funny. This is about five years ago. I went into my own office and, and invited agents to listen to me lead generate. And I got this lady on the phone and she's like, yeah, um, I've got really good credit, but my husband's got crappy credit. We both want to be on the loan. But, you know, here, long story short, she made $125,000 a year and she was looking to buy, and this was available in our market at the time, a $150,000 house. And she was going to wait six months to get her husband's credit score up. And so I just asked her the couple questions, you know, because she's looking at a $150,000 house. And again, that was not viable in today's market. But I'm like, well, if you don't mind me asking, how much money do you, I make 125 grand a year. Well, would you be okay with your husband owning the house, but not being on the loan? Well, yeah, I would. Well, I'm pretty sure that we can get you a loan and buy you a house now. You don't have to wait six months. And we ended up closing that deal. So, you know, it, it's a fine line. Um, but don't go outside of your expertise because you'll you'll look dumb. I don't know how yeah. to say that nicely. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, let's hear the win here. Kind of coming into the market. Um, if you would like me to share some of those with you, it's a very quick process. You just provide them. Um, you know, with a couple of financial documents, you'll probably uh, share your tax return, your um, some of your information so they can do like a credit pull on you. Um, at least it'll tell you what you can qualify for, for an actual purchase in the real estate market. And then I can help you once you get that number, then I can help you do a good qualitative search on, you know, homes in Boise that you can actually start to purchase and really build some wealth for yourself if you're renting currently oh yeah let's do that awesome okay great what do you do for work cristiano i am a maintenance supervisor at all right so there's the win right she she made the pitch you know i i she got a win congrats that's fantastic you know the reason i wanted to point that out brian is we have to be asking people we have to be looking for every solution for everybody that we talk to, right? 
sometimes, and even some of the some of the most experienced salespeople I've listened to might, you know, they're having a bad day. They run into that. Oh, I'm looking for an eighteen hundred dollar a month rental, and they do the same thing that agent does and doesn't try to convert it, right? And they're like, oh, hey, you know what? I don't handle rentals, you know. Uh, look on uh, hot pads or something or Craigslist, right? And, you know, let me know when you want to buy. Literally, I've, I've heard people do that. So what I want to encourage everyone is see if you can squeeze something out of every single interaction that you have. Find some kind of piece of business or referral with every single person that you, you talk to. Here's another thing I'm going to go out on a limb and say. So I used to work with a team in Dallas, um, <laughs> And I like what Michael Foster says. He says, I love converting renters into homeowners. Me too. Of course. So yeah, the reason it's like, I- it's like, you're, it's like you're fixing, you're changing lives out there, right? Like you're, you're bringing people up by doing that. Well, and I can tell you right now, I actually used to work with renters when the market paid. And so I worked in Dallas for a while with a team there and they would pay 25% of first month's rent. So you're not getting wealthy off of this. But I want you to think about this. And I think oftentimes as agents, and I, I, I was guilty of this, and I'm going to go out and let me say Dale may at some point in time be guilty of this too. I'm thinking about right now business only. Yeah. And so, but here's the thing. If I can find somebody who wants to rent a $2,500 house, what the heck is 2,500 times 25? I can't do that math off the time of my, my head right now, but let's see, 25 times 2,500, you know, that's 625 bucks. Maybe I can go spend an afternoon getting this guy in, in, in my market when the rentals, all you had to do was go show the property. And if they wanted to rent it, you just sent them to the rental agent. You were done. And then they just sent you a check. So, so in my market, in my market, we typically would work, say, 1800 a month plus uh, when we were newer in the business, only because you would typically get half a month's rent. Um, there you go. Yeah, 900 so you, bucks is not nothing to sneeze at for what realistically. Cause you know, in most rental markets, there's like five houses for rent. So you're going to show one day, you're going to go out and show four or five houses. You need know, to figure it out. You're making like 200 bucks an hour doing this. And, yeah. and that's not where the money's at though. Now you've helped somebody that everybody else blew off. Yeah. And, exactly. and put them in, put them in. And here's the thing. Hey, Dale, you know, I really appreciate it. You did tell me you wanted to rent a house. So what I'm going to do, we're in a six month lease on this house in four months, I'm going to call you. And, you know, but in the meantime, let's get you set up. I mean, it's lead generation. And what you have is someone who likes you, trusts you, knows you, who wants to buy a house, just not today. And I don't know about you, but I plan on being in business in six months or even a year. Right. So, you know, well, we've don't, don't this, we've been doing this podcast for like three years at this point. We've had about two, at least two generations of renters who have turned over in the time that we've yeah. been doing this podcast. So um, Courtney says, our agents get paid a half month's rent. I'm an ISA, so I don't take cut, but I do basic qualifications. Plus, we have partnered with great to rent to own companies and converted a few. So, um, you know, we've only got a few minutes left, so we probably don't have enough time to play another call. But, you know, I'm going to pitch a company, not that I have no vested interest. They're not paying me a referral or anything like that. But there's a company called Home Partners of America that a lot of that are in a lot of markets. They're in a lot more markets now. And in essence, you can take a renter and turn them into a buyer. What happens is Home Partners of America buys the house. 
And then your client rents from them and they basically have a lease option. You know, if you buy it in 12 months, it's this month. If you buy it in 24 months, it's this month. And, and, and I don't know all the exact details of it, but I'm telling you what, it's a really good lead source for somebody who says, well, I just want to rent. I would like to buy, but, you know, and again, they still have qualifications. You can't have a 400 credit score and no job, but you know, that we've all dealt with this guy. The guy's got a 580 credit score, but he's got $150,000 in the bank. He just went through a divorce and ruined his credit or something like that. Yeah. So um, there's just opportunities. And I guess really what I'm saying is unless you have too many people to look to work with right now, which probably isn't most people's problems. Make sure that you're you're looking at some of these other options. So go ahead. Yeah. Um, excellent. Uh, so yeah, don't don't leave those stones uh, unturned, man. You know, as uh, this ISA said here in the chat, you know, working with those and getting them into the database, nurturing them over time, just like Brian said, they will turn around and most likely become sales in the future and or refer people to you. So you know, every yeah. every person we run into is going to need housing somewhere at some time in some capacity, whether they buy or rent, everybody's going to need it, right? And or people are going to be getting rid of it. So it's just one of those things that you have to have. Yeah. And, and here's, you know, it's funny because I, I did this with this team in Dallas. And again, this is probably five years ago. But I think about this. If your average rent is $2,500 a month, which is not unheard of in most markets nowadays, what if you place three renters a week? Yep. 1200 times three, that's 3,600 times four. You got $150,000 a year job placing rentals. Yep. Yep. It's definitely a consideration. Um, so, cool. so, uh, so a couple of quick, uh, just scripting tips for everybody listening that we just heard from rentals, right? Uh, if you could purchase a home and own it yourself and, you know, be investing in your own wealth, is that something that you would want to look into, right? Would you be interested? Uh, if you were able to get financing to buy your own property, is that something you'd be interested in? And listen, even if they say no, if they say, oh, I don't know, I'm not ready for that, whatever it may be, unpack that with them. Unpack it just a little bit because, you know, there are some situations where it may not make sense for somebody to buy instead of renting. For instance, again, here in Philadelphia, you know, we have a lot of, um, we're here, we're known for universities, right? So we have a lot of people who may be here finishing our masters. Uh, we may have people who are just here on a work assignment for a year and know that they're going to get relocated. You know, if you're going to be, if you're going to be owning the property less than say two years or even three years, it may not make sense to try and purchase because you don't know exactly where the market's going to be. Um, so there, those are some situations, but there are real situations that you want to unpack. Like people might be like, oh, I don't want to get stuck with this house that um, I, they, they'll have misconceptions like that they have to keep it for a really long time, or they're afraid that the market might tank after they buy, or uh, they're, they, they feel like, and this still happens for some reason, they're like, oh, I don't have 20% to put down, right? Or I don't have a lot. A lot, right? And they're like, I don't have enough money for a down payment. And you're like, well, how much money do you think you need, right? And they'll usually say some kind of crazy number. So if you can at least unpack it, I'd say go two levels deep on somebody who's a renter, right? So Brian comes in, he's a renter. Hey, Brian, you know, if you could uh, purchase your own property and invest in your own wealth instead of, you know, some lining somebody else's pocket, is that something you'd be interested in? And Brian says, no. I'm going to go another level deep with Brian and say, well, what would prevent you from considering purchasing if you could afford it and if it made sense for you? And just yeah. see what he comes up with. And, and 
and this is this is going to be kind of a sales thing I'm going to say right now, but I love this question. And some people might say it's a little manipulative, but I'm okay with it. So if somebody said to me, hey, the reason I'm not buying a house is because I need 20% down. Here's what most agents will do. You don't need 20% down. Da, 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 da. They got excited about that. Here's, here's the question that I would ask. Let me ask you this. As if I'm going to do them a favor. Hey, Dale, so out of curiosity, if I could get you into a program where you could put as little as 5% down, is that something that might interest you? It feels like I've got a special program. I don't. Right. It's called a loan, um, you know, that, that nobody else has. Now, yeah. obviously, I'm not going to lie to them and say, I'm the only person who can do this for you. I'm not saying that, but well, I'm kind of implying. Yeah, 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 I have evaluated it because yes. you know what? I, apparently, I'm the only realtor who figured it out because nobody else told them or they'd be off of talking to an LO right now getting in their loan. So, you know, it, it's interesting because in Dell, that's a great question. Well, how much money do you have for a down payment? Well, I've got $25,000. Okay. And what was your purchase? You know, what, you know, what was your purchase price? Oh, I'm thinking about 400,000. I'm like, okay, well, if I could get you into a loan and I don't know that I can, is that something that you might be interested in? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I'm doing them a favor. And honestly, I am. I just, it's a favor that a hundred other people could have done, but I'm the person who bothered to ask the right question. Yeah, absolutely, man. All right, everybody, we got a wrap up for today. Thanks for joining Brian and myself on Cash Call, and we'll see all of you guys next week. Thanks, everybody.